No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. The only of the no sound of Horachamim the Rechamcha. On this passage, the Gemara says, Kol Hamerachim al Habrios, anyone has pity on his fellow man, Merachmin Olominashimai. So I call him, Bro has pity on him. It means because he had that meter, I call this who does for him beyond what he deserves to get. Because he went beyond the line of duty and he did things because of his Rachmim for people. So I call this boy goes along beyond the line of duty and even though this man doesn't deserve, Hashem gives him in addition to what he would have earned by his ordinary mistress, Hashem gives him beyond the limit of his mistress. behaves to us in the manner that we behave to him and to other people. If we have certain meters, HaKadosh Baruch treats us according to those meters. If somebody has compassion and does kindliness with others, also, when he's being judged by HaKadosh Baruch Hashem will have mercy on him and forgive him certain things and give him reward more than he deserves. And Hashem will forgive his sins for the sake of chesed. Now, that's a very big thing we're hearing now. For the sake of chesed, a person can gain the chilas of enes. Of course, it means if he's sorry that he did the sin, he repents, that does chilas. But sure, not enough. Has to do some kind of atonement in order to wipe out this sin. But by means of Gemilus Chesed, Akkadish Borahu accepts his children and gives him a full atonement. Sharei Mechilus Udin. He said, This is not merely Akkadish Borahu giving him charity, it's a din, it's a judgment. Why? Kevin Shehu Mita Kenegimir. Since it's quality for quality, Midah for Midah, to whom that Hashem said, if you forgive others, or you do what others don't deserve to get, I'll do for you what you don't deserve to get. Say here. The person is willing to overlook things that were done to him by people. The man is willing to overlook and to forgive what people did to him. So Hashem said, that's the case, and I'll teach you immediately to make immediately, and I shall also overlook what you did. The person doesn't want to overlook his quality. Let's say he was, feelings were hurt, which caused anger by somebody, someone wronged him in some way, and he doesn't want to forgive, or a person doesn't want to do something others beyond the line of duty, doesn't want to do chesed, beyond what is commanded to do. Therefore, according to justice, Hashem can be only for him what he is supposed to get and no more. 
Because he cannot expect to be forgiven unless he does a very great shuvah. Cannot expect Hashem should give him more than he deserves for his mistress. Re'eyat anasi. He said, considering all this, who is able to endure? Who can remain? If I call this Baruch will do with him only according to the line of justice. Nobody able to remain if I call this Baruch will judge them strictly according to the line of justice. It's only because we hope I call this Baruch will do for us beyond the requirements of the Jinn. So therefore I call this Baruch says you do with others beyond the requirements and I'll do with you beyond the requirements. Otherwise, if you're going to fall back just on what you have to do, so Hashem said, I'll also do only what I must do. And therefore, who is able to survive such a kind of a justice? Say that inside. Despite all of his mistress, he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Al-Tobay Be-Mishpat don't come in, ju- in judgment with me. Hashem, don't judge me according to Mishpat. Because no living person will be righteous before you. You'll find faults in everyone. And therefore, David was afraid of Mishpat. And we should surely be afraid of Mishpat. And the only way to avoid Mishpat is if we do with me, Mishur, we do more than was expected of us. Whatever it is, we do more than is expected of us. Hashem said, if you do more than is expected of you, then I'll do more than I expect, according to the Jinn. Those who do chesed will receive chesed from Hashem. And the more chesed you do, the more chesed you will receive from Hashem. David was proud of this good meat of his. He prized that. That's one of his prized possessions, this meat. Even to his enemies, he tried to do benefits, favors to the enemies. When they were sick, the Vushi saw. I put on sackcloth and I fasted and I prayed for them. Afflicted myself with fast. So when the enemies were ill, David put on sackcloth and sorrow and he prayed to Hashem for them. If I ever did any wrong to people who did harm to me, they never paid back harm for harm. So therefore, when people do that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "If you are over Al Pesha, then I'll be a nicer or an Alpha. Give you beyond the line of duty." Say that. Right Included in this subject, not to cause distress to anybody. I feel about it, even to animals. Let's say to your fellow man, you shouldn't say any words that hurt their feelings. 
Married people should make it their business always to be careful not to say words that hurt each other's feelings. Now that's not really Hasidus, because I know as Zvorim, words that cause distress is the issue that I say, say no ish is anisa. However, when people are especially careful with their words, then I call this Bora who gives them a special reward. And it's a very important subject not to cause tar to anybody. And they have pity on everyone. And even on animals they have pity. The Sadiq knows the soul of his behemoth. He knows the emotions of his behemoth. And the Sadiq has pity on his behemoth. And there are certain opinions that the Gemara hold that it's an obligation with the Raisa not to cause any distress to living things. I will call upon the Rabban. But the Rabban is surely an obligation. And therefore, a person who aspires to Hasidus surely should have an ambition not to cause distress to anything. Now he sums up. Rachmanus, compassion, the Hatzava, and doing kindliness. Must always be fixed in the heart of the Chassid. Like he said above, Chassid and word Chassid. So a Chassid always should have in his mind the fundamental attitude that he must do Chassid. Have compassion and be kindly. He always thinks that his duty is to cause pleasure to people. And never to cause any distress to anyone. And that's a very important principle that he's emphasizing, always to keep in mind, never to cause any kind of distress, either by your words, or by the way you look at people, by your actions. Everything you do should be with the intention of doing kurasua, pleasure to your fellow man. That's where we're stopping. Kuhyutkes, the bottom paragraph. Now, he's talking about the subject of Hasidus, which means the attitude of seeking to do not merely the minimum, but to do more than what is required in order to follow in the direction that Akkadish Baruch wishes that we should go. And even though he didn't tell us the first you should go ahead and do these things. We ourselves, with the generosity of our souls, are expected to volunteer to go beyond the line of duty in that direction. Only have to study the directions. Otherwise, you might be going in the opposite direction. Before he's talking about what to do, now he says how to do. It's also divided into two separate departments. Omno, but tachteim nechlolim potim ravim. But many details are included in these two departments. Ushnaim oresh the main first two divisions, heim ha-yiro ve-ha-ahava. Doing things with yiro and with ahava. Now before we start, the subject of yiro, 
you must make it clear that the word Yira means Yiras Shomayim. But in order to have Yiras Shomayim, there must be a Shomayim. Which means people have to have an awareness of Hashem. And therefore, the foundation of Yiras Hashem is to feel more and more the presence of Hashem, to be more and more aware that He is there and looking at us, and listening to our words. And therefore, when you talk about Yiras, not only we're afraid of the consequences of misbehaving. Yiras means when you stand in the presence of somebody who is powerful and important, even though he's not going to hurt you, still you have a year. So it means the Yidula Hashem. Yira means Yidula Hashem. It's a separate department of understanding. When you do things, you're doing it before Hashem, who is Vodoyo Ad Ein And Yava means, Ava means love of Hashem. And love of Hashem comes out of a couple of sources which we'll study. One source is gratitude for all that he does for us. You love the one who bestows benefits on you. And another reason to love because he loves us. Anybody loves you, automatically you love him. And Hashem's love for us is so intense that no matter how much we love him, it'll never equal what he loves us. So we have two motivations for Avo in general. One is what he does for us, what he did for us, what he did for our forefathers. We're grateful, we love him for that. And the other motivation is because he loves us so much, naturally we love him in return. So now once more, Yira means doing mitzvahs with an awareness of the presence of Hashem. And Ava means doing mitzvahs with a heart full of gratitude, of love of Hashem, because of the he did for us, and a heart full of love to Hashem in return what he's doing for us. So try to review whatever you heard until now, let me start. My turn. Now these, Yira and Ahavo, Shnei Amude Ho'avodo Amitis, they're the two pillars that hold up the true service of Hashem. Without them, it cannot stand at all. Now it doesn't mean that a person who doesn't have a full measure of Yira and a full measure of Ahavo cannot fulfill the mistress prophet, no. But whatever measure of Ava and Yira he has, he has to put it in to the Aveda Sashem. So the Aveda Sashem without Yira and without Ava at all is not called Aveda Sashem. That's why you say in some Siddurim it says before you start the message, Bidachilu Urechimu. Bidachilu means with Yira and Rechimu means with love. So you have to have a certain amount. Of course, the more you have Yira, and the more you have Ava, the more important is the Aveda. But some measure of Yira and Ava must be, and otherwise it's not called Aveda. He says, she's your law, some of the Without that, it cannot be established, remain standing at all. So let's say, you're saying Birkas HaMosm. If you're not thinking what you're saying, it could be still you're doing it because you want to thank Hashem. There's some possibility even there for amount of Ava. When a person thinks what he's saying and he expresses these ideas in his mind, so he gets an awareness he's talking to someone, that's already 
I mean, so you, you're talking to someone, someone's listening to it. And Abu, you're thanking him. That's the measure of Abu. Of course, the more you have you, the more you have Abu, the more important is your Bilkis Muslim. Bichlala Yirayesh, including Yirot, is as follows. The humility before Hashem. This is important for us to learn. Every human being is full of arrogance. It's natural. A little child feels that he is the only thing that's important in the world. As he gets older, he begins to realize that others besides him. But some people grow up with the attitude that they had when they were at the beginning that nothing in the world counts except themselves. And that is the opposite of Hachnoi. Hachnoi means a person begins to feel that Hashem is around, Hashem is looking, Hashem is uh, all-powerful, and he begins to feel humble before Hashem. That's why I say, Ish Moshe Ono of Moshe was the biggest honor. And one reason is the biggest honor because he knew Hashem face to face. The closer you come to Hashem, the more you're capable of feeling how in, unimportant you are. So Ahnoah means a person should feel humble before Hashem. Now Meshul Abedin knew that he was the most important person, because he's in the Hamish. Never again will he be a Navi like Meshul. And so Meshul, because he was always in the presence of Hashem, felt extremely humble, more than anybody else on the face of the earth. So Ahnoah is an important ingredient, only you have to work on it, but naturally it doesn't count. Habashas declared Allah's also to feel a feeling of modesty or embarrassment when you approach your service. Like you say, I want to serve the king. I want to bring the king a gift. Now, who are you to bring a gift to the king? Aren't you ashamed? What does your gift mean? How can you attempt even to approach the king? And so when we approach a mitzvah and we feel what a great privilege we're allowed to have, we're going to serve the king. And who are we to serve the king, however? So you do it with the utmost modesty, not boasting of what you're doing. You're not so happy that you're such a tremendous achiever. Of course, you're happy with opportunity. You're overjoyed at the opportunity. But you're afraid maybe I'm not doing it right. After all, who am I to serve the king? So as a second, the first is hachnoyah, to be humble before Hashem. Secondly, to feel an embarrassment when you approach his service. We have covered our mass on Israel. And also to honor the Mitzvah. You do the Mitzvah to honor it with covet. The Mitzvah has done with great covet. For instance, let's say when a person will uh, learn Torah, it learns Torah with a feeling that he's serving Hashem, with giving Hashem the great nachas, that is repeating Hashem's words aloud, and he feels, I'm serving Hashem with covet. <laughs> if you feel it's like glory, he's very glory to Hashem. Or he's careful with his father, he doesn't sit on a bench together with his father. He answers his father. <coughs> Whatever you can do to aggrandize, to increase the covet of the service of Hashem, that's one of the ingredients included in Hira. (coughs) 
Sefti here. For the last part. They are COVID and Asher in this list. And the COVID, for instance, when you learn to it, you should feel how important are the words that you're repeating. Whether it's Omar Evid Omarav, or Tonarav Bonon, or a Mishmeh, or a Baraisa, or a Mimre, and surely a Pasuk from the Torah, whatever it is, you should feel how important they are. The great value, for instance, suppose Lahavdo, if a president wrote uh, one sentence on a postcard and sent it to you, you show it to everybody, and so you're so proud, you study every word of that sentence. President is nobody. He wrote for us. And the words of his hachamim, that for every word we should feel is very, very important. And also the mistress. We should feel the mistress is very important. El is born. It's like honor for Hashem's name, El Toros, and for this Torah. We're honoring the Torah by fulfilling the words of the Torah. Now that's Yira, or Beklau, I'm including it. Avo is Hasimchot. Be very happy, very full of joy that you have the opportunity to do this. It's not a contradiction to what you said before. Well, Advekas. Advekas has to be explained. But Vekas means that your mind is on the subject. You're thinking about Hashem while you're doing the mitzvah. Uvo Sidbok, you think about Hashem while you're doing the mitzvah. Your mind clings to the idea of Hashem all the time while you're doing the mitzvah. And Kina means to take up for the honor of Hashem. If you see others that are careless or that are opposed to the service of Hashem, you should feel they're your personal enemies. If you love somebody, then his enemies are your enemies. And therefore, when Pilchus saw someone doing the opposite what Hashem wanted, he became so full of vigor that he took a spear, although it was dangerous, he didn't know what would happen, and he ran in to avenge the honor of Hashem. So Kina means to take up for the honor of Hashem against those who are impugning, who are opposing and belittling the honor of Hashem's mistress. Now you're going to explain all these names that we spoke about. Each one is a title of a subject. And you're going to explain it briefly from now on. That's all we're learning. Okay, you're stopping right here. Say that this time. Kufu test, paragraph, Hine. Before you spoke about the subdivisions of the subject of Hasidus, and you mentioned one was Yiro. Hine ikre ha Yiro, he Yiras Horeimemus. The most important aspect of Yiro is to be aware of Hashem's greatness. Now, Yiras Horeimemus is certainly important. And nobody can have too much. Even Aaron Akayan was given opportunities to have more and more Yiras Ha'enish. But you see, Akadish Boro said, Val Dabir El Aaron Achiho, Val Yothi Beholes El Akadish, Kolo Yomus. If you'll come without excess in a long time, it's Hayav Nisa. And why was it said? 
after Adam's two sons died, to warn him that he'll have the same fate. Now that's a very severe way of talking to Adam, the Kadesh Hashem. Adam would obey anyhow. And here I call this Borahu had to warn him with such dire warnings. He shouldn't come, but he'll die. And he'll die like his sons died. So you see that even Adam Akayan, the biggest, still is never too much Yiraso English. However, although Yiraso English is certainly desirable and important, what the eagle of Yira is to be aware of Hashem's greatness. Kadul Hashem eating. On the Roman Moshmoyada. Thinking about the greatness of Hashem, that's the most important part of the mitzvah of Yireh. It's a big part of Edith Hashem to study, believe you do also ain't Chekel, the greatness of Hashem, there's no searching out. So as much as we will understand of His greatness, is never completed, ain't Chekel. And that is what's meant by Yiras to become aware of Hashem's greatness. Now when a person does a mitzvah with that kind of Yira, that's already Hasidus. When a person does a mitzvah because he's afraid of the penalties and punishments for being over, really good? That's a Yorei but suppose in addition he's thinking of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore in order to show his recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness he's doing the mitzvah because a very great man asks you to do something it's a very big privilege to do it for him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do this and therefore because a year of Ramos we're doing it and that's why that's already Hasidus that's called with Nimi Shuras Adin, that's a higher madrede of serving Hashem the Yira. Shesorech Odom Lakshay, Vaidim is all present, should think, when he's standing Shmonesra, or when he's doing a misfit, Kiris Melech, Malachi Amorachim, who is Father, or is a master, he's standing before the Melech Malachi Amorachim, the king of the whole universe, and he's talking to him. Or he's doing a misfit, and the presence of the king of the entire universe. Of course, it's easy to say the words, but to get that hasogi in the mind, that needs work. Of course, you don't get it right away, but every little bit is important. The more we get a feeling of the greatness of our Kodesh Baruch whom we are serving, the more our mitzvah has in it a quality of chesitis. Yehu ma'ashihizat, and that's what the Tana admonished us, u'kesha'ata mispalel, and stands from us says, ah, be aware, this may be a Tamispalot. Everybody knows the Mispalot to Hashem. But that means, make it your business to gain a greater awareness and think who our Kodesh Borah is, Melech Malchim Lohim. And that's the way to be Mispalot with Midas Hasidus. Say that, I'm sorry. Now, this is such an important subject that the Mahada doesn't leave it at that. So he goes on to explain the subdivisions of that year. In the Shlesha Dvarim, Sorich she is Takel Ha'otam, he's been hated. 
There are three things which a person should think into them well today in order to arrive at this year. One. He should actually feel he's standing in front of Hashem. And he's discussing with him. He's discussing with Hashem what he has to say. Now he said, although the man's eye does not see Hashem, he has to work on himself and little by little to gain a feeling that somebody is standing in front of him and listening to him. But here, and he said, you should see, you should see, it's a very difficult thing. That there should be in a man's mind a true picture that he actually is standing in front of Hashem. The Surah Hashem admits it's very difficult. Young and Akush Ezel is the call. Because our senses don't aid us in this. We don't see anything. There's no Khush of our senses that helps us feel the presence of Hashem. But he said, don't be discouraged. Oh, this is a very difficult thing. Don't be discouraged. Home number. Me, Shehu Baal Sehonofa, that person, has a good mind. Be mad, he's brainless. You see, must like a little bit of thought and putting his mind to this subject. Yuchalik able to fix in his heart the truthfulness of their hand. So if you try, and make up your mind, you want to gain an awareness that you're standing before Hashem, and you think about it. You put your mind to it, then our Kodesh Borahu will give you assistance, and you will gain some of that attitude. The more, of course, the more you work, the more you'll gain. You'll feel, Ehu Bo is coming, and you're discussing actually with Hashem. Hashem is paying attention, and you're discussing what you have to say with him. of whom is And in his presence, you're making your entreaties. And you're asking him for what you want. And he is listening to you. He pays attention to your words. Like a man who talks to somebody, and the other one is paying attention and listening. That's why it's so important. We say, we should work on it. You listen to us. You listen to us. You And then you thank Hashem for listening. Say, Baruch Hashem. We thank you. Now, if you work on it in that manner, little by little, it enters your mind that our Kodesh Bor is actually listening. It's the truth. And the truth begins to enter your mind, and you begin gaining a little bit of this attitude of Yerusalemus. Say that. Right up. Now, that's the first step in Yerusalemus. So you see, it doesn't mean in the sense of Yerosh, it's the sense of being aware 
Hydrilia, Yira and Ria, the same word. Making yourself aware. Yira Shemayim, you have to have a Shemayim. And therefore, the first step is to gain as much as possible a Harigosho, an actual emotion that you're standing in front of someone who's listening to you, which is the truth. Now he said the second, the Aha, Sheyik Bazebetat, after he fixes this in his mind, you're never finished. But once he gains some of this in his mind, of course, you always have to keep on, getting more and more. So you must spend some time thinking about Akkadish Baruch greatness. Now, most people never bother to think about that. They say, sure, Hashem is great. You don't bother me. No. You have to put your mind on it. I think how great he is. Suppose you're standing in front of a governor. Just think how much respect you would have. And you want the governor to listen to you. The governor has power. He can pardon people who are sentenced to death. The governor has great power. But suppose you're talking to a king in the olden days, even more. But a king is nobody. A king of kings. And the king of other millions of worlds in space. So little by little, a person has to gain a bigger and bigger concept of Akkadish Baruch Not only is the field is standing in front of Akkadish Baruch who's listening to him, but who is Akkadish Baruch Hu? He's elevated and sublime above all blessings and praises. Whatever you'll say, not enough. Any kind of perfection that your mind could imagine and understand Akkadish Baruch is far superior to any level of perfection, wisdom, power, and kindliness that you can ever think of. Good. And in addition to the greatness of Hashem, it's to think about the lowliness of man and how important a man is. The according to his physical existence, according to his is great. But a man's body is just a drop of protoplasm on this little earth. And the earth is a very little place too. It's nothing at all. You're nothing compared to our Kodesh Baruch. That's why you say, Make Hashem great, as much as possible. And lower yourself, Throw yourself down and make yourself low to show that you are nothing. Now you might say, certainly we are nothing. No. You must know every person has a guide in himself. You start out with a little baby. A little baby thinks the whole world is only for him. Nobody is important except himself. And some people grow up that way. And they think only about themselves. And even according to the who they feel is competing with them in the space of the world. According to the who is making it too close for that. They like to elbow him also out of the way. And that seems silly, but you look at the Pneumius on Ephesus, that's what it is. I and this man can't live together in one world. The world is too small for both of us. So it's important for a man to be mushful himself, to feel there's nothing compared to the greatness that he's talking to. In Mamish spoke whom? So, in addition to Romanu, it must do be Shahabah. Say that inside at this time.
he spoke about the attitudes of doing or doing anything. And one attitude is Yirah. Now included in Yirah was the subdivision of Hachnoah, feeling humility towards HaKadosh Baruch. Now, when a person considers that he is only a small body on this earth, how insignificant he is compared to the size of the surroundings around him. And then he goes on, surely according to the sins that he committed in his entire existence. So he certainly feels humbled and lowly before Hashem. All these things are not possible that because of them his heart should not tremble. And he shouldn't be excited. While he's talking his words before Hashem. When he's talking before Hashem and he's mindful of all the mistakes and the sins that he committed in his life, he surely should be humble and fearful. name, he should feel that who is he to mention Hashem's name? Like mentioning the name of a king when you speak to him. And he attempts to make himself favored to Hashem. Knowing who Hashem is and how lowly he himself is, so his entire desire is to find favor in the eyes of Hashem. Now that's a very important attitude, to find favor in the eyes of Hashem. That's why it says, by all the Korbanas, you shall slaughter it for your favor. Like it says, life is in the favor of Hashem. And therefore, when a man speaks to Akkadish Baruch in Tfilo, so he should feel that he is Objective is to find favor in the eyes of Hashem. I was quoting what the Pasik said. Hashem serve Hashem with fear, the Gilu Birodo, and rejoice with Shem. Rejoice at a great opportunity that Hashem is willing to listen to you. But it should be with trembling. Trembling because who are you? And secondly, if you remember all your misdeeds, so surely, when we approach Hashem, we approach Him with trembling. It takes an example of the Malachim. The angels are excited when they have to speak about Hashem. He is aggrandized, means He's made great in the assembly of the Holy Ones, of the Malachim. How great and fearsome he is over all his surroundings. I mean, no matter how great the Malachim are, they too know that they are nothing compared to Hashem. And they have a rash, very much excited when they have to speak to Hashem. The Malachim, the Malachim, the Malachim, the 
for the Malachim, because they're closer to him, more than our physical bodies are close to Hashem. Talohem Yosef, it's easier for them, to understand or to picture the praise of his greatness. We have no idea of the greatness of Hashem. Malachim have something of an inkling of this knowledge, and therefore they are much more excited than we are. Therefore, the fear of Hashem upon the Malachim is much greater than the fear of Hashem that people feel. Say that inside. The Omna, but, means despite the fact that we are incapable of appreciating the greatness of Hashem, he said praises to Hashem as follows. I bow down to your holy sanctuary with your fear. It means David exerted himself to gain an awareness of the fear of Hashem. And that's why he bowed down. The bowing down shows fear and humility before the greatness of Hashem. You see? because of my name he is broken down it means the tzaddikim when they have to say the name of Hashem they feel broken down and humbled who are they to utter the name of Hashem Hashem I am ashamed to raise up my face to you to entreat you for my knees and so the great man endeavor to gain the feeling of embarrassment, of bashfulness, of shame when they approach Hashem. Who are they? How do they have the boldness even to come to Hashem and to speak to Him? And now he says, we have to be careful not to be satisfied with demonstrations of fear of Hashem by outward acts, full and but. At first, it must be caused to develop in a mind. Together, together, those thoughts in the mind that cause a person to have yira. And afterwards, the results of this yira can be seen also on the organs, the limbs of the body. Outwardly, he shows it afterwards, but only as a result of the thoughts that he gained in his mind. Elohim, what are those outward acts? His head is heavy. He doesn't raise up his head. In arrogance, he lowers his head. And we bow down. The eyes are directed lowly. His hands are low. The Ebed caught like a little Ebed before a great king. And Omar Begimara wrote when he stood Shmonesu, Porcha Yodai, he broke his hands together. Umasi, he held his hands together like a little unimportant person is entreating in supplication to a king. Porcha means he broke together his hands. He crushed them together. Omar said, Te'avde Kamemore, like a slave in front of his master, said And now he begins the subject 
of giving as much honor to the service of Hashem as possible. Up to now, he spoke about the attitude of feeling how inadequate we are to be ashamed and bashful when we approach Hashem. Who are we to speak to? Now begins a new subject, how important it is in all the things we do to show how much we honor Hashem and we honor the service of Hashem. Everything connected with Hashem. Kufchot, the bottom paragraph, the Hinei. Hinei dibarnu ad ato minach noe minabesh. Up to now he spoke about the attitudes of humility and bashfulness to approach Hashem. These are some of the aspects of Hasidus, the way mitzvahs are done, not with pride, arrogance, like you bring a little gift to a great king, so your gift doesn't entitle you to be so proud and arrogant. So what can we do to give Hashem our service that's so important to Him? And therefore, we have to be humble when we approach Hashem. Now he speaks about doing things in a way that give COVID, like he says, Hovu Hashem COVID, give Hashem glory. In a great hamisvo, the Yekoro, for his Yerun He already admonished us about the importance of honoring the Mitzvah. That was I'm going to beautify Hashem. How can you beautify Him? It's no elephant of the mist. Make the mistress beautiful. Tzitzis Noe. Better tzitzis. Tzitzis Noe. More handsome tzitzis. Sevetor Noe. Lulim Noe and so on. So the more beautiful the mitzvah is, the more honor you're giving to Hashem. Pain Omru. To beautify and get a mitzvah, even if it means one-third of the price more, it's worth doing. Up till now, means up to a third, if you add, in order to buy a more beautiful mitzvah, that's from your own pocket. If you'll pay more than a third to beautify the mitzvah, then I call this borahu or reimbursement. That's the matter. Their words speak clearly. It's not enough merely to do the mitzvah. Only we must also honor the mitzvah and make it beautiful. And to show the opposite, if somebody wants to make it easier for himself, and he'll say, what kind of COVID does I call this Baruch Hu Ain't our COVID of me odom. I'm a spot in the world of Eilat. COVID is one of the people who are persuaded by these foolish things. Acha call this Baruch Hu. Ain't the Cheshuz is there. Because Baruch Hu doesn't care for COVID. That's how these people will persuade themselves. He's too sublime for such things as COVID. 
And therefore they claim, the mitzvah is done properly, that's sufficient. So he says that's not true. It's required of us to have the attitude we must try to honor Hashem, even though he doesn't need our honor. Omnam bot ho emesu shaudn bodahu nikoi kelakov. Hashem is called kelakov. It means all the honor that we can think of in this world belongs only to Him. The onu chayovim lechavim. It's our duty to honor Him. Therefore, pish einos sodet lechodinu. Even does not need our covenant. He does not need our covenant. And our covenant is not important to Him. Who are we? Unimportant little beings that his our covet should mean something to him doesn't mean anything to him. Still, our Kodesh wants for our benefit that we should do things with honor to him. The person reduces the covet where he is able to add to the covet. Malachi Mesraim al Yisobed Hashem. The Lochi Malachi complains against Yisrael by the word of Hashem in the Nevoi. The Chisig Shun, Isagishun, evil is bad. When you bring to me a blind offering, a behemoth that's blind, ain't all you said nothing wrong. Try to bring such a blind behemoth as a gift to your governor. Will he favor you? Will he honor you? So if you have to honor your governor with a beautiful carbon, you have to honor Hashem also with a beautiful carbon. Say that aside. The Ulam. But, Chachomenu Zechim Levrocha, Izhirunu, they admonished us, Lehisnaiheg Hefarzeh Baveda, to conduct ourselves the opposite when it comes to Baveda. means to give as much color to the service as possible. When water was uncovered for some time during the night, let's say, you cannot use that water. Maybe a snake drank from the water and dropped in some venom into the water. You cannot strain them in the strain, although it's possible to strain out the poison. The time in when did you say that it's kosher, the water that you strain to get rid of the poison? Hedge it. That's for ordinary things, for people. How can you say that when you wanted water, let's say, for the Nisra Hamayim, to serve Hashem? No, you can't do that. Or other kind of water of Mitzvah. Water of Mitzvah you cannot use, even though it's strained and it's kosher to drink. Because for Logovaya, for Hashem, we require stricter standards. Lastly, don't you hold Bring it as an offering to your governor. So whatever you will bring to a boss of a dorm, a governor, you try to make it the handsomest gift that you can. So you bring to Hashem also, you should make it the handsomest gift. So he says, What's wrong with the water? It's straight out. They're already permissible to ordinary people. And still, It's also for the purposes of serving Hashem. They're not considered 
an honorable way to serve Hashem. Shefiyah. Omru Oud equals the Sifri. The choices of your Nidorim. It means you have to bring the choices. The Heinrich means. You have to pay your neda and bring a korban. He says bring only from the best, the choices. And we find in the case of Kayan the Hevel that brought offerings to Hashem. Hevel brought from the firstborn of his flock. And Chaldea means the fattest, the best cheap. The Kayan in Absalus, and Kayan brought a cheap offering, things that grow in the ground, like vegetables. The Perushim Zechem Levachem. What happened at the end? Ayisha Hashem El Hevel Del Mechos. Hashem turned to Hevel and to his offering, El Kayan El Mechos El He did not turn to Kayan. So we see that HaKadosh Baruch who showed in this story, at the beginning of the Torah, how important it is, Avedas Hashem, Minam Mufcha, to do it in a way of heat or mystery. And it's not merely a minor point, otherwise it wouldn't be at the beginning of the Torah, this story. It wants to show us that it's a major point in a person's behavior if he honors Hashem's service. The Oror Noichel, a curse, is a person who is a cheater. The Yesh Beedro Zachot, and he has in his flock, flock is Zohar, a good carbon, but he said that the good, good carbon, the Noidel is a Rechmoshah Sashem. He brings a carbon that's ruined the body, a physical defect, instead of being the very best carbon. It says, Oror, Kimelach Godomar, he says, I'm a great king, and to a great king you wouldn't bring an offering that doesn't look good, say that inside. The many things that the Chachomim admonished us that the mitzvahs should not be scorned by us. It should be done in a more honorable way. For instance, the court Omru, the person takes hold of a sevetere naked, it means with his naked hands, or to be buried naked. Out of respect to the Sevetar, we don't touch the parchment with our hands. It may be the mitzvah, because it's disrespect to the mitzvah. Say that. The first line, top line. The Seder Haloas Bikurim, Yehi Alonu Leenayan, Lirais, Mohu Hidu and Shomistas. The order, the precision of bringing Bikurim should be to us as an example to see how much we should give honor to beautify the mitzvahs. Shekach Shonina. 
the learned as follows. The multitude that was going to Yerushalayim that assembled from all the places and they were bringing their Bikurim to Yerushalayim so ahead of them went an ox. There was going to be an offering. We count and the horns of the ox were coated with gold. And a laurel of olives was on his head. Further, or Ashirin, the wealthy people, maybe and also brought their Bikurim in golden baskets. Iranian and the poor ones, the Salin and winter baskets. Now, golden baskets are not part of the mitzvah, and still, it's a hito mitzvah. Ocham, Sholosh, Midas, Bibikurim, there are three procedures with Bikurim. Tosefes Bikurim, first of all, but you must bring the minimum for Bikurim. Then Tosefes Bikurim, what you add to make the mitzvah more generous. And third, Ito Bikurim, what you adorn the Bikurim. You put things on top of them to make it more beautiful. Now, Harelon, so we see behavior openly. How much it's proper to add to the mitzvah itself to Deilahado in order to make it more beautiful. Here we learn and a model to all other mitzvahs in the Torah. We should try to make them more beautiful. I'll say that inside. Right, I'll be almost another example. Rova Romi Rova put on stockings to praise Manasseh. Now stockings were not worn. It was enough that they put on shoes. It was also considered a sign of dignity because mostly they went barefoot. But to put on stockings, that's only when you go before a governor or a king. But that's how they assumed the attitude when he had to stand Shmonesra. So he dressed himself like somebody going to stand before a king. Omar, he said, he coined the class of a Kahayisar. Quoted the Pasuk, prepare yourself to meet El Yisrael. So it must make proper preparations when you're going to meet Hashem. I see you're going to meet a king. He commented on the Pasuk, big day ace of the no, God Esau had a special garments. Now, what kind of garments were these? Omar Abba Nishim and Gamriel. I served my father in soiled garments. I had to do errands or do something with my father. I didn't bother to see that my garments were especially clean. When Esau served his father, he clothed himself in royal garments. That's an important lesson. Asif, when he came to serve his father, which was considered, of course, an important mitzvah, he put on his most expensive garments. 
Even in carrying the boss of Adam, if that's how much you should honor a human being, a father after all, a father is a human being, and still Asa put on being the Malchus, that when you have to stand before Hashem, when you stand before him, it's proper to wear honorable garments, garments of honor. When he sits down before Hashem, and one who takes a seat in the presence of a great king. Now this is a matter of attitudes that you have to learn and practice until it becomes a principle in a man's conscience, he's aware of that. Otherwise people are not able to think of such a responsibility when they don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when they train themselves, after a while they learn to have an attitude that they must have respect as a standing before a king. Included in this principle, Yesh Kreta Shabbos is going to It's a matter of honoring Shabbos and honoring Yomta. Shekol Amar Belechabdom Vadai Oisenachas Wachlesh. The more a person honors Shabbos and Yonte, the more he causes Kavayahu pleasure to his Creator. <coughs> so he commanded us, you should honor it. That's what Yeshaya Novi told us. So it means that we have to give covet to Shabbos, not merely to fulfill the mitzvahs, or the prohibitions of Shabbos, but to do things that honor the Shabbos. The Kevin Shikvah Hisham Islam Shikvah And since we are already convinced from before that the honor of Hashem is the Mitzvah. So there are various ways of covet. Like this, you might think you have to honor Hashem himself. How do you honor Hashem? By honoring his Mitzvah, you honor Hashem. Any act that demonstrates the importance of Shabbos, so we should do that. I give an example. Okay. Old sages, they personally participated in making preparations for Shabbos. Even though they were famous people, and sometimes very wealthy, nevertheless, they themselves did certain things to prepare for the Shabbos. Each, each, each one according to his way. Now, use an example. Rabbo is a wealthy man, very important, powerful man. And he sat on the throne of ivory. That's how important he was. He sat on an ivory throne. And he was preparing the fire for Shabbos. So sitting on this throne of ivory, an exalted personality, even the Gentiles 
honored him when he came to visit the palace, a choir came out to greet him. And still this wealthy and powerful man, <coughs> when they're leading Chachmeyat Torah, he was sitting on his throne of ivory, at Shabbos, he himself prepared the fire for Shabbos. Sit on the side. Every Shabbos, every Erev Shabbos, he took upon himself to scorch the head of the calf or the sheep that they're going to eat for Shabbos. He singed off the hair in the fire to prepare it for broiling. So that was considered his contribution for Shabbos. He had other things to do. He was busy learning Torah. But one thing he did to show that he wanted to participate personally in preparation for Shabbos. So they always used to give him the head to singe over the hair and prepare it for broiling. Always out of Shabbos salted the big fish that they were going to cook for Shabbos. He salted it himself. Now Robert was a wealthy man and he had many servants and he had told neither. Nevertheless, this he wished to do himself. That he should have a share in honoring the Shabbos. Avruna used to light the lights, the candles for Shabbos. Now, it doesn't mean he took away the mitzvah from his wife. There are other candles that she lit. But the whole house had candles in all the rooms, and he went around lighting all the lights for the Shabbos himself. Although Avruna was the leading Chacham of his generation. Nevertheless, he did that personally in order to honor the Shabbos. A puppy, God puppy, used to twist the wicks in order to put them into the oil lamps. So that was left for him. Nobody could do it except he himself, but he wanted to show his participating in honoring the Shabbos. A used to chop up the vegetables. Instead of Shabbos, and he chopped up the vegetables for Shabbos. Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, Master Hatsibi. Rabbi Rabbi Yosef used to chop wood. Oh, every era of Shabbos, they went and chopped wood for Shabbos. Rabbi Zere, Mitzatir Titusi. Rabbi Zere used to make splinters. Before they made the fire, they had to make very thin firewood like matches in order the fires to catch. So to make the splinters, they always took that for themselves. Rav Nachman was a very wealthy man, and he was from the family of the Reish Galusa. He picked up things on his shoulder and brought them into the Shabbos. I think that they took out. He took out on his shoulder. Omar said, why am I doing this? Suppose that be, I would be visited now by the two leading Kachomim of They had to have extra chairs in the house for them. And they take out some things to make room for them. Wouldn't I carry things on my shoulder in honor of these two great guests? So Shabbos is such a great guest that even Rabbi Nachman, the wealthy and powerful man, who had many servants. Nevertheless, he wanted to show the honor of the Shabbos and he did all these things for himself, by himself. I said that inside. This announcement on Kuf Kuf Gimel.
five sugars down from the top. We're speaking about the subject of honoring the mitzvahs and specifically about honoring Shabbos. And he quoted that Rav Nachman, who was a wealthy man with many servants, nevertheless, he personally was busy preparing for the Shabbos, and they asked him, why do you do it yourself? You have servants. She says, suppose two great men would come to visit me, like Abami Barabasi. Wouldn't I feel it is my duty to serve them personally, not by means of a shliach? So Shabbos is also a great visitor, and therefore I want to serve the Shabbos personally. The Tireh, Hekesha Shalav Nachman. We should see Rav Nachman's comparison. How he compares the mitzvah to a great guest. From that we have a place to learn. That just as important guests make you excited over there, that you want to serve them personally, so the mitzvah also should make you so excited that you want to do it personally, even though you have someone else who will do it for you. Because he was thinking, what would he have done according to his regular custom if somebody very important would come to visit him? And that's what he did for the Shabbos. The Shabbos is considered by him an important visitor. Now that's not only on Shabbos. Any mitzvah was considered by him as an important guest. The Aldova about this it's stated, a person should always be cunning in Yerushalayim. It means not to do things without thought. And just as we see here, how Rav Nachman was thinking about the comparison between uh, an important visitor and the mitzvah of Shabbos, so we see that he was orum, he was careful, cunning in the subject of Yerushalayim. To know and to think into one thing derived from another. He derived one thought from another. And to find new ways to do service that causes pleasure to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In any way that he could show. To show how we recognize how great is his sublimity above us. It means when people do mitzvahs, with a very great excitement, it shows they recognize the greatness of the one who commanded them. And the more you're enthusiastic about the mitzvah, the more you demonstrate your understanding of the greatness of the one who commanded you. And therefore, when mitzvahs are done with thought, people will put into them the same kind of attitudes that they would have done and a very great visit will come to them. See after here. Therefore, whatever has a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should be honored by us to a very great extent. 
וכיוון שהוא יסבולך בטובי הגודל. Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes his great kindliness to us, in Kol Shifu Seinu, despite our unimportance, who are we to honor and to serve Hashem? Nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also be'anvoso lach l'chon de'kavit, HaKadosh Baruch in his humility was satisfied to give us this honor that we should serve him. Let's say, suppose a great king would be passing by and you would ask the king, can I do a service to you? Who are you to serve the king? Only important people can serve the king. But the king is kindly enough to let you serve him. You should feel what a privilege he is giving to you. He handed over to us his holy things. And unless I serve him, the pochest and at least, with all of our power, we should honor those things that we do for him. And we'll show the great respect that we have for these things. That's a very important point now. But our Kodesh Baruch Hu is too elevated that we human beings should be able to do anything for him. And when he, in his great humility, conferred upon us opportunities to do ways of serving him, we should feel such a privilege that we seek with all our power to honor those things and make them very important because we recognize the greatness of the one whom we are serving. It's really beyond our measure that we should be able to serve our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Maybe only Malachim should serve Hashem. But if He allowed us to do this service, so we should feel so grateful that we should make our effort to understand how very important that service is. It's after here. One time. Now everyone learns, knows, that there are two kinds of yira. There's yiras ho'enish, when people do things out of fear that they might be punished in this world and in the next world, which is a very important attitude, a true attitude. But in addition to that, there's a more noble kind of fear, that's the fear of Hashem's greatness. That's called yiras ho'enamus. You see, this is the true fear of Hashem. That's the fear of the greatness of Hashem that he mentioned. Not merely because he could punish us. But we understand how great HaKadosh Baruch is, and we are so overawed at the ability that we have to do something, to serve him, and that attitude of serving him with the greatest respect that's On this depends the honor that is somewhat close to the middle of Aves Hashem. He wants to explain that Yeras Hashem of Yeras Reimamus is like the introduction to the love of Hashem. I'll explain that. When you see that somebody is perfect, is very great, is extremely wise so you have a feeling of admiration and that's the beginning of love of that person when you look up to the greatness of somebody and you admire him for all of his perfect qualities that's the beginning of love so therefore Yerushalayim he said is close to the middle of Abbas Hashem Abbas Hashem already is the top of the ladder like a people will write later, Be'ezrus Hashem. 
to explain the meter of Ahava. It's not a case when a person does out of fear, merely because he's afraid of punishment, that is not necessarily an introduction to love of Hashem. It's not the fundamental era. It's important. Everyone should have years for English too. But that's not the real fundamental era. And all the great qualities that come from years will not be as a result of years When people do things only because they're afraid, although it's a mitzvah, and they will get reward, with all the greatness of character, of understanding, of attitudes, of love of Hashem will not be a result of Yeras Ho'enus. Say that. Now before we proceed, we must note that it does not tell us how to arrive at this stage of Yeras Ho'enus. It's impressing us with its importance, with the necessity of having such an attitude. But how to gain that attitude, it didn't tell us. And in other places, like in Hevis Halvovis, it's spoken about at length. Like, say, for example, for instance, when people will see the wisdom of Akshem's things on all sides, the wonders of the wisdom that our Kodesh Brother put into the world all around us, every little thing has wisdom. Chochmo Amuka Sheinbokets, deep wisdom, it has no bottom to it, plan and purpose, cunning arrangements, and you see, how every item of nature is planned with the utmost foresight and long-range planning. So we begin to see the greatness of the Hashem who planned everything. Also, when you see the kindliness of Hashem, how everything is made for the happiness of mankind, so people should be able to exist and have what they need, clothing and food and everything else. It all comes out of nothing, comes out of the air comes out of the earth and wonders and wonders of Hashem's kindliness so now we have the Chochmes Hashem and also the Chesed Hashem these are two areas from which we can learn the Yerusalemus another area is to see the power of Hashem when people see in the world tremendous events like the, for instance the thunder a tremendous clap of thunder goes through the skies and they hear the noise of Hashem, like Hashem is speaking. Or when they see the rain coming down, tons of rain coming down. It's a tremendous achievement. Thousands of tons of rain fall every day on the earth. A tremendous achievement. When people see waterfalls, or see huge mountains, so they're impressed with the glory of Hashem, of Hashem's power. So, so far we mentioned three items. One is, the Chochmas Hashem, one is the Chesed Hashem, and one is the Gedulas Hashem, the power of Hashem. Now there are more things than that. For instance, when you study Zifun Hashem, also remember the wonders that Hashem did, the great things He did in the past, Nisim that was overturning nature, Hashem brought Makis on time, and each Makis in itself is a tremendous demonstration of Hashem's power. No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.